right, I know what you want to know. Where the heck was I yesterday? Well, I'm going to answer that question. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It is Friday, September the 10th, and it is my pleasure to be back on the air with you. I know I played hooky yesterday. I took the day off. It was unexpected. It was unplanned. And, um, well, let me tell you this story before we pray and get the show officially started. What happened yesterday was just some bad planning on my part. I typically try to record the show earlier in the day, and we had some some craziness happening around there. Just good good craziness, busyness. Eileen had some things to do. The girls had some things to do. We were running around a little bit. And before you know it, it got to be dinner time. And where I record, I don't have any fancy setup. I record this show, believe it or not. I don't know if you know this. I record it at my dining room table. I We have a very small house. I, I don't have a lot of extra room. So uh, thanks to the the amazing miracle, if you want to call it that, of technology, it's it's relatively easy for me to record at any at any location. But the bottom line is, they had to get in and out because Eileen and uh, my daughter Elizabeth had something to do in the evening, so dinner had to be at a certain time, and I was unable to find the time to record. So I apologize for that. You know, it happens sometimes, but uh, you've always been understanding, and I hope you understand that sometimes things are going to come up and I'm not going to be able to do the podcast. I try to let you know in advance when it'll happen, but every now and then something like this comes up and family life gets in the way. But I'm back here with you today and I want to share some reflections on today's gospel from from Daily Mass. Um, you know, this was um, this was a tough gospel today. Especially when I try to present a message to you that's always uplifting, that's always positive, that's always hope-filling. But the the actual text of the gospel, it's a tough one. But the more I read about it, the more I prayed over it, the more I I felt that's what I should talk about. Because, you know, the gospel is, is important, and this is the, what the church teaches, is that even though all of Scripture is God's inspired word— the gospel, because it highlights the life of Jesus Christ and many of his words are contained in the gospels, the gospels have a place of prominence. So the gospels are above the other books of the Bible. They're important. So every now and then I will go to the first reading, go to the psalm from, from daily mass, and sometimes go to additional material from the Bible not from the daily mass readings when it comes to the show. Um, but but I always try to, to, to use the gospel in some way, unless there's, a, there's an alternate message that, that's so powerful that I have, to, I have to use it. But today's gospel message was really, really tough, but at the same time good. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And, and it has to do with the Lord speaking to us through Scripture. The fact that he desires to speak to us, that he has this relationship with us, that he conveys his words to us primarily through the Bible. And even when it's things we don't want to hear, the good news is this is God speaking to us, right? So that's, that's a critical message, and I, I think it's uplifting. I think it's a good, good, good message for us today, and we'll talk about it. And um, I'm going to give you some techniques that that may help when it comes to reading the Gospels. You know, I'm going to say a few things, and then I'm going to offer some my advice, some things that 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 work for me. I um, also want to let you know I'm recording the program with the windows open today. I hear a lawnmower mower in the distance. I don't think that's my next-door neighbor, but 
which is good because every time I try to sneak the show in with the windows open and <laughs> the, and before the neighbor gets his lawn cut, um, something goes wrong. And But I think he had his lawn cut the other day, so I don't, I don't think we're going to have a problem there. But I hear a lawnmower in the distance. I don't know if we're going to hear dogs barking or whatever, but it is so beautiful here in southern New Jersey that I, I just can't close the windows. And I hope you'll understand as I let the sounds of nature come into the into the room and over the airwaves here on the following the truth. But, uh, you know, we're friends, right? You and I, we, we understand one another. So I hope I can be honest with you. And if there are some distractions outside, I apologize in advance. But thanks for letting me keep the windows open. Hope you got a snack. Hope you got a beverage. I got a nice hot cup of coffee here. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, 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 to spend the rest of this, this time with you. So without further ado, let's turn to our Father in heaven as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for your constant presence. We know, Father, that you hear every word that we speak to you in prayer. We know that you see everything when it comes to our lives. You're able to read our thoughts. You're able to know why we do what we do. Nothing we can hide from you, Father. You created us. You know all of our flaws. You know all of our strengths. You created us because you love us, and we're grateful for that. Father, it's uh, it's confusing sometimes because we look at some things uh, that happen in our lives, and we question. We say, "Why? how could this be possible? How could a God who loves me and who is supposed to be all-powerful let this happen? Boy, I'll tell you what, Father, I've seen a lot of that in the past couple of days, and... Um, I trust you. I trust you. And and I and I look at it, but you know, it, I I don't always like these things that you allow to happen, but but I've I've walked with you enough to realize that you want what's best for me. And and I really get that. I don't always like it, but I get it and you know what? I I honestly wouldn't have it any other way, Father. Because I want what's best for me too. And sometimes I don't know what it is. And that's when I depend on you. So, Father, please continue to bless us all, to give us what we need, not necessarily what we want. Please accept our intentions. Please help us with the problems we're facing in life. Please come to the relief of those who suffer. Especially, Father, ask for comfort for those who mourn the loss of a loved one today. That's a Several people in my life are in that situation right now, so I ask for their comfort. I pray for all parents, especially parents who are struggling with their children, parents of special needs children, parents who may be in the process of getting divorced. I have a situation like that, Father, as you know, and somebody I know is going through that process right now. There are children involved, and boy, it is, it's ugly, but I know, Father, that you can always bring good out of every situation. And I ask you to continue to bring good out of all the difficulties that we see in our own lives and in the lives of those we know. Father, I pray for the division, especially in the United States right now. I see division in the country, in the Catholic Church, among Christian denominations. It's just all over the place. Everybody seems to hate everybody right now. And I I know that grieves you, Father. Because you're all about unity. You're all about love. And I pray for that unity. 
and a greater love for one another. We can't do it on our own, Father. We need your help with that. Father, I ask that you send out your spirit upon me to give me the words for the program today. It's a tough message, so please help me to know what I'm supposed to say. And finally, I ask that you open all of our minds and hearts so that we are ready and willing to hear and to put into practice your words. Father, we ask these things in the name above, in, in the name above all names, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, your Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for praying with me. You know, uh, it got a little personal today in the, in the prayer, but if you get my email reflections, my daily email reflections, uh, you, I think it was yesterday I touched on some, some extended family issues that are taking place right now. Boy, I'll tell you what, I am seeing some things right now that are really making me scratch my head. And even though Eileen and me and the girls are technically unaffected by this stuff, it, it, these are people who we love, our extended family members, who we're, we are watching do some crazy things and some some things that are coming out that man we we just didn't we just didn't see coming and uh if if you want to do me a favor and pray for these uh, extended family members i i would be very grateful because it you know you people come to you you for advice sometimes sometimes they do sometimes they don't i mean i got a few different situations a couple of them are just People trying to hide things and they don't want to bring out things in the open that, man, need to be brought out. In the other case, it's a situation that is being brought out and somebody's coming to Eileen and I for advice. And, boy, you know, you don't know what to say sometimes. That's what you really depend on the on the spirit. But I could really use your prayers to give good advice, you know, healing advice, because it's a... It's an ugly situation, but uh, your prayers are greatly appreciated. But I'm not going to burden you anymore. It is fantastic to be back with you on the show today. And, you know, um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but, you know, that idea of division. Where, where does it end? I um, I just can't believe what I see sometimes. You know, it's just, it's not really that hard. And I got to watch it, too. That's what, well, that, that's going to touch, that's going to be the gospel. Today's gospel from Daily Mass, that's the reminder. There's a reminder for me. And it's really easy to read a gospel like this and start pointing fingers. But as you're going to see, and that's going to be my message today, when you read something from the Bible and you don't get a personal takeaway or you don't perceive it as a call to action in your life, I think you're on the wrong track. And look, I, I'm guilty of this. So I, wa- I want to say, when I say you, please don't think I'm preaching because I, I don't, I don't want to preach. I want to advise. I want to give some opinions. You know what I mean? Um, the What I see in the world is just a lack of love a lack of understanding, you know, just because you don't agree with somebody, you don't have to hate them. You don't have to make fun of them. You don't have to belittle them. You don't have to vilify them. You can disagree with a person without getting overly personal. Do I struggle with that? Sure, I do. And I really have to watch myself sometimes. But, you know, let's pray and let's let's remember something. Let's pray for unity 
among all of God's people, um, along all of God's creation, I should say, you know, Christians, non-Christians, atheists, we're called to love everybody. It's hard, yeah, but that's why the Lord gives us his Holy Spirit, to love through us using his Spirit. You know, and love's an action. It's not a feeling. It's a conscious decision. It's a decision to put the needs, the well-being of someone else before your own. So you do and you say what's best for that person, including praying for them. Do I find it easy to pray for those who drive me crazy? No, I don't. And I was um, I was talking to Eileen about this today. I was taking a walk earlier today. I love taking a walk and saying my prayers. And I was praying for a few people. And I started role-playing. You ever do that? You do the role-playing. Well, if they say this, I'm going to say this. And I I started praying for them. These are people who um, I don't find it easy to love. I don't have good feelings for a few people. And um, I started imagining. Because I think the adrenaline gets going when I walk. And I get a little fired up sometimes. So I'm praying for them. And before you know it, I have them saying something imaginary, and then I picture myself responding. I'm praying for these people, right? And before you know it, in my head, I'm being firm with them. I'm almost yelling at them. I think I may be yelling at them in my head. And, and, and you know, you got to be careful with that. I have to be careful with that. I Look, I started praying for these people, and then I end up being really mad at them. But then, I, you know, I talked it out with the Lord, and... Uh, I plan to bring this to confession tomorrow because I shouldn't have thought this way. I I, I really engaged these thoughts. I could, I could have let them go. They weren't fleeting. But by the end of my conversation with Jesus, I realized that, no, I, I don't need to take up anything with these individuals. It's not my business. It's just situations that I really, um, I don't have to fight with them over. I don't always have to be right. Sometimes it's okay to be humble and, and not win the argument. And that's hard for me because I can be a very proud person. Really making myself look good here, aren't I? But look, I want to be honest with you. These are the things I struggle with, and especially with this gospel. So I think I worked it out. I'm in a better place now. I think I'm at peace. But these are the battles that that I fight sometimes in my head, you know. I can be a passionate, stubborn, proud person. I really do like to win arguments. But I, but I understand that that's a character flaw. You know, my passion, passion's good. Faithful to a cause, good. But when you get to the point where you're so stubborn that you're not willing to even listen to somebody else or you always want to win the argument or get in the last word, then you've got to address that. Anyway, that's what I feel, and that's that's my situation. So... Um, where was I? I'm not even sure where I was going with this. Oh, a lot of division. So we pray for an end to the division and that people can listen to one another and tweet, treat each other with respect. It's hard to do sometimes, hard to do. Um, but that's what Jesus wants us to do. Doesn't mean we lie, doesn't mean we backpedal, doesn't mean we don't speak the truth when necessary, even forcefully. But we gotta, Jesus was meek. It doesn't mean he was a wimp, it was, he was meek. That meekness is equated with kindness. Jesus was kind. You know, he wasn't always nice, but he was kind. He treated people with respect. And that's what he expects from us. Doesn't mean you can't be firm, really. Doesn't mean you can't raise your voice a little bit. 
But we've got to be careful that we don't cross the line. Anyway, if you want to find out more about my work, now that you listen to me rant and rave, you can go to my website, followingthetruth.com. Before I forget, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you two days ago when I did a show, but it is now official. The archived, on-demand version of Give Up Worry for Good, all of the podcasts, all of the daily emails, supplementing each day's material in my book, Give Up Worry for Good. It is now available on my website, followingthetruth.com. All you need to do is get yourself a copy of the book, and there's a link. What you do is you go to the website, right, followingthetruth.com. You'll see a button at the top, the on-demand version of Give Up Worry for Good. This is what we did in the summer for two months. It's available now, so it's all archived. You click on the button, and it takes you to a, a, a web page that has a link to every program, to every every day's material. So you get the book, and then you click on the link. You get a link to a podcast, at least from Monday through Friday, because we don't do it. On, we didn't do it on the weekends, and then you also get the daily reflection that I sent out via email. So anybody can do it. It's free of charge. It is now on followingthetruth.com. And uh, quickly, before we get on to today's gospel, I talked to my publisher of my latest book, the one coming out next. It's from The Word Among Us. The book is called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. And the publisher told me the book should be in the warehouse next week. So Amazon is reporting, I think, a September 28th release date or something about that, somewhere around that time. Uh, But the book's going to be in the warehouse next week. So it should be available a little earlier than that. You can pre-order it. Right now, you have to go to Following the Truth. I'm uh, not Following the Truth. Amazon.com if you want to pre-order through Amazon. I'm going to try to get something up on the website very soon, though, so you can order it through my website as well. But that's good news. We'll talk more about the book as it gets nearer to being released, okay? Anyway, followingthetruth.com is my website for more information. All right, let's read this gospel now. And I told you it's a tough one. But look, these these are words of Jesus. So right now, Jesus is about to speak to us. And then I'll tell you why I think this is such good news. I'm going to read the whole thing through, then we'll chat. It's Luke chapter 6, verses 39 through 42. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite! Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. Now, yeah, ouch, right? It's interesting to note that if you look at this, if you read it over and and really pay attention to what's going on here, Jesus is not saying that we should never judge the actions of our brothers and sisters, right? He's not saying that. What he's saying is we should make sure we clean up our own act first. And that's an important point. We cannot judge anybody's motives. I have no idea what anybody is thinking when they do a certain action. But if a guy walks out on his wife and children and has an affair with somebody, I also I can say what he did was wrong. And I should say what he did was wrong. You know, I can't say I can't judge. I can judge his actions. But I don't know why what's going on in his head. 
You know, and that's the important thing to remember. But it is absolutely okay to judge somebody's actions. Sometimes you got to. You know, your kids see somebody doing something wrong. It's okay to say to them, you know, what that person did was wrong. That's how we learn. That's how, you know, or if somebody you know is doing something really immoral. It's okay to say, you know, what you're doing is not really good. That's our duty sometimes. Of course, you do it with love. You do it in the right place. You don't do it in front of a lot of other people. But sometimes you have to do it. However, we cannot judge somebody's motives. And the church is clear on that. Jesus is clear on that. We don't know what's going on in somebody's head. But but what the Lord is saying here is make sure you don't always point fingers at everybody else and what they are doing wrong. And don't look at yourself. Because my sins are worse than anybody else's in the world, not because of their severity. Obviously, somebody who murders a person, objectively speaking, that sin is worse than me calling somebody a dope, right? But this is the important thing. Follow me on this, because I think this is a great point. Um. I, I don't you love how I say that? Like, listen to me, because I'm about to make a great point. But no, I, I read this in the past, and I and I really agree with this. My sins are worse than anybody else's because they're mine. I can control them. I can't control you from punching somebody in the nose, but I can control myself from going on the internet and looking at porn. Right? I can do that. I have control over that, but I don't have control over you. And, and I can I can tell you. I can advise you very strongly, but I can't make you not sin. I can make myself not sin. So I got to look at my sins as being more severe than anybody else's, not because of what they are, but because of the fact that they're mine and I have control over them. So so here's what I think. So where do we go with this? You know, so there's a tendency, and I, and I have this tendency, so I got to watch this, to read a gospel like this and to read other gospel passages and say... Either the people involved were a bunch of lowlifes, you know, shame on them, or this reminds me of those liberals or those conservatives or those, you know, pro this or pro that or anti this, anti that people. This gospel, yeah, that's speaking to them. They're messed up. And, and you know, sometimes that's okay. It's okay to look at Scripture and get that message. I think we have to do that sometimes. We look in the Bible and we hear and we say, yeah, this describes our country right now. Division, mm, not good. But here's what I, here's, here's my advice to you. Don't let it end there. Never leave your Scripture reading without a call to action of some kind. You know, so in other words, like in this case, the Lord is saying, can a blind person lead a blind person? We don't want to read this and get out of it. There's so many people in the world who are ignorant to matters of the faith. Good thing that I know so much about my faith. That's wrong. I need to read this and reread it so that the Lord can personally speak to me. Yeah, it's okay to get a message about other people from Scripture. That happens. But if you don't get a takeaway or call to action for you personally... And this is my opinion, so take it or leave it, but this is my opinion. My opinion is that you need to keep reading it until you get something that you're supposed to get out of it. In other words, when I read this, I'm reminded that I need to look at myself and the sins that I'm committing. Am I judging somebody? 
Am I being short with them? Am I being selfish? Am I talking behind somebody's back? You you know, is, is there anything I need to address in my life? And a lot of times what I've found is the things that are annoying me about other people are the same sins that I'm committing. And that's why, that's why confession is such a great sacrament, because you get that sacramental grace. Not, o- not only are you able to be absolved of your sins, but you get that grace. And the Holy Spirit works in you to make you more aware of your sins and imperfections, because we, we tend to gloss over them, and also to give you that extra strength to fight against them. That happens when you go to confession. When you go, when the sacraments do something, and I think that's the hardest thing for many of us to get through our heads, because I receive Holy Communion, and I don't always feel like a saint. When I, you know, I, I'm not all of a sudden Mother Teresa when I receive Holy Communion. I don't feel much different a lot of times, but I need to believe through faith, and I do. I do believe through faith that the sacraments have an effect. Confession, Holy Communion. All the sacraments, they do something. So, I hope that made some kind of sense to you today. Again, it's my opinion, but I really believe that the good news is that the Lord is speaking to me personally every day through Scripture. I like the daily Mass readings because I don't have control over them. I can't force myself to go to the 23rd Psalm, which is always comforting to me, which I love. There's nothing wrong with having your favorite passages in the Bible. But it's also good every day to let the Lord stretch you in some way. So by going along with the daily Mass readings, you're following the path written by the Church, right? The Church defines this path and guides you through certain readings. And Jesus and the other inspired writers may be talking about things that you would rather not hear, but that maybe you need to hear. So I would recommend that. Every time you read Scripture, try to come up with some takeaway and then make a resolution to make that change. Okay, that's my opinion. Hey, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I'll be around over the weekend if you need anything. Um, don't forget my weekend show, the Gary Zimak Show. That should be available now at uh, wherever you get this podcast. You should be able to get it there. We talk about the Sunday Mass readings on that program. And God willing, uh, you know, unless I have some kind of complication in my life, you never know, or, or I'm not around. I mean, who knows? You know, we, we don't know the time or the hour. But we just don't. My intention is to be back with you on Monday. And I hope you'll be able to to join me as well. It's, a, it's really cool to be able to spend some time with you. Again, followingthetruth.com is my website. Please visit it. If, you're, if you'd like to make a donation to my ministry, I certainly could use it. You can do that online at followingthetruth.com. I hope you know I'm praying for you. Every day I pray for you. And if you... If you would pray for me and my family, it would be really, really appreciated, okay? Uh, Have yourself a fantastic week. And remember, God loves you. He really does. He wants to speak to you through the scriptures. And he wants to change your life, especially through the sacraments. So, So give him a chance, will you? All right, have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Following the Truth.